0: Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. So it's been a while. This is a long weekend here in the States, and it is Memorial Weekend as we speak. And so Memorial Weekend is a holiday in the United States um, to honor the dead in active military duty, and that goes for all different people of service. All different agencies, um, and that's what this 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 particular holiday is about. But this also marks the season um, that happens to fall on the beginning of summer, and the, the the beaches are open as well, and families gather because people work hard, and um, this is an opportunity for everyone to get together, and. Thinking of seasons, summer is around the corner in the northern hemisphere. And we are returning to the book of A Monk's Guide to a Clean House in Mind, where they talk about, you know, what to do with your clothing in the season. And why and how is this related to Aikido and martial arts? Again, we've talked about this book a million times thus far on this podcast, but um, it's something that is just. Fabulous to reconnect with, and Aikido as a Japanese martial art, the culture is embedded in the art form, and everything down to the clothing that we wear. And I know, for example, um, I've been told and I've heard, you know, you're not really supposed to wear clothing on the mat that's torn and um, messy looking and it shows character, but also that is also part of the training, how well you can keep your uniform. And, uh, you know, speaking of which, you know, you're talking about, uh, Memorial day and, and the, the people who serve the men and women who are serving, um, to keep people safe anywhere in the world. Right. But also, when you're practicing, and then there's not just in the martial arts, any kind of outfit you wear um, can be considered a uniform, you know, what you wear to work, or, you know, maybe not to work, maybe doing a ceremony, or, you know, any special occasion can be considered a uniform, perhaps, or something of custom or something that is purposeful. For example, in Aikido, well, if you say, let's say, if you're doing an art like um, that does a lot of punching and kicking, and you don't really make too much contact, and you don't do grappling, then your uniform may be different. Um, whereas Judo, your your uniform is very different because there's a lot of pulling, tugging, and grappling, as well as Jujitsu. Aikido is sort of like right in between. You have to move a lot, uh, crossing a wide territory and large stances and large foot movement, but there is also grappling and pulling. So the uniform for Aikido is, for those who don't, and this is for people who don't practice in Aikido, um, that the uniform is, I wanna call it corrugated, and it has a texture to it, it's thicker material, There happens to be different types, depending on if you have a summer dogi or a winter dogi. And the summer one is a lighter one, but it still has a toughness where you can pull and it won't rip with easy easy pulling. So here we're going to talk a little bit about clothing and personal items, and this is in chapter three of A Monk's Guide to a Clean House and Mind with chapter three. We're gonna just go uh, skip over a few paragraphs, just sort of briefly gloss over this chapter. And let's start with clothes in the last portion of this section and in my paperbacks, page 69. At the Pure Land, Buddhism Temple of Hangon, monks change into a different set of clothes twice a year on the 1st of June and the 1st of October. Perfect timing, huh? When changing into her new season's clothes, grandmother of Komyoji Temple, actually the chief's, chief priest's mother, always says, looks like I get to do this again this year. In a graceful tone reflecting both on the flow of time and on the turn of the season. It is important to express gratitude at the changing of the seasons. Only those who do this truly know how to achieve closure in their feelings. Before changing into the new season's garments, those from the ending season must be washed Sweat and dirt that have not been removed can cause odor to develop and stains to form. Since clothes in storage are also prone to being eaten by insects, make sure to thoroughly clean and dry them in the open air before putting them away. This is also the time to get clothes mended. Since monks wear their robes for a very long time, the thread around the sleeves often becomes loose while the collar and hem lines tend to slacken. Before we put our robes away, we make sure such issues have been addressed. Laundry. In this day and age, doing the laundry without a washing machine has become unfathomable. It wasn't so long ago, however, that clothes were washed using a washboard, soap, and lye. Though most Onsui monks now use a communal washing machine hard to remove dirt and items that cannot be washed in the washing machine such as seta sandals are washed by hand if there is a stain on your clothes that spot becomes the focal point of your attention making you unable to relax for the entire day if you do not feel this way about stains on your clothes this is proof of indifference about the way you present yourself it is a sign that your heart is confused Do you hear that? Wow, how powerful that is. Let's read that again. (laughs) So if you should have any incentive or to be able to express it to someone you know that's close to you or who you love or even not so close, maybe an acquaintance or colleague, about why it's important to clean things, um, this is a reason. Think about it you know, based on Japanese culture. So I'm going to read this paragraph again. This is on page 70. If there is a stain on your clothes, that spot becomes the focal point of your attention, making you unable to relax for the entire day. If you do not feel this way about stains on your clothes, this is proof of indifference about the way you present yourself it is a sign that your heart is confused. Wow. Wearing a pure white shirt allows you to draw in your feelings. Removing stains and black spots helps to keep the heart lively and fresh. With this in mind, the color of the underwear worn by monks is white. Underneath our black outer robes, we wear a white robe and a white inner robe Both the robe and inner robe must be white. When you become a monk, the white color of your underwear as well as its cut are predetermined, though one of the reasons for choosing white is that it provides a feeling of cleanliness. The primary reason for choosing white is to rid oneself of unnecessary ornamentation. Um... The shaving of our heads, the garments we wear, and the things we carry, even the way we perform certain tasks are all designed to expel vanity and allow us to remain simple and modest while following the teachings of Buddha. Okay. Speaking about laundry, when it comes to drying clothes, people now increasingly rely on tumble dryers. And among those who dry their clothes outside... There are many who wear their clothes straight from the washing line without having folded them up and put them away first. Use energy from the sun and dry your clothes in natural setting. Changing your clothes also begins with putting things back where they belong and then taking them out when they are needed. Now, let's move on. Um, How to do the laundry. (laughs) We're going to just pick a small excerpt from here. For monks, the most common types of stains are ink stains, tea stains, and soup stains. Ink and tea stains are usually found in smaller areas of clothing. Um, To remove a stain, lightly dampen the spot and then wash it with soap. Once you have rinsed it with water, the stain usually disappears. But in case where it won't budge, use baking soda or natural bleaching solutions to remove it. We're gonna move on to storage. Storage. So because we're at the beginning of the season, here we go. Now that we have taken care of washing, drying, and folding the clothes, it is time to store them. But first, insect repellent needs to be prepared. The insect repellent we use in temples is either the unscented kind or incense purchased at a traditional incense shop. Perfumed with naturally extracted camphor, or else Japanese cypress tree essential oil. When monks change into their new season's clothes at Komyochi Temple, insect repellent is purchased from a long established incense shop in Kyoto. The best kind of wood for your wardrobe is polonia wood. Paulonia wood. And polonia is so good at keeping insects at bay that some temples with Paulownia chests go without any insect repellent at all. Of course, wardrobes made out of Paulownia wood are not inexpensive, so you may hesitate before purchasing one. However, high quality furniture does last a long time. So if you're thinking of hanging handing down such a piece of furniture down as an heirloom, Paulownia wood is worth considering. And that we will be right back. And we're back. Yes, podcast listeners. So this is a, a little bit longer version, I guess, because today is a holiday. So I'm able to take it easy a little bit and talk about cleaning. I was so impressed by looking through YouTube and I decided to be um, looking up in the algorithms of Japanese cleaning and food prep. Um, and so there's also, I, you know, there's there's also one, there's a channel that I really love that talks about food and how they are cooking and cleaning called, I think it's called Hami Mami, um, which is a, a, a YouTube channel. I think it's Korean, and I love that channel too. Um, but there is another one called uh, Samurai. Um, I might write it in, in the description, but... Um, It's really a cool one also because he talks about, um, you know, little details of of habits of Japanese culture in a very modern way. So what do you do in order to take care of your uniforms or your clothes on the daily and how do you rotate them for the seasons? Now, some climates, the the seasons are changing where it may not be specifically... Um, there might be two seasons or one season throughout the week or whatever, um, or or if there's a lot of flip flop, like when it's supposed to be warm but then there's coolness involved. So speaking about clothing, like light clothing, and also saving water or using it properly, um, a gadget that I use is I found a collapsible tub because it's easy to store. And I just put like a little bit um, of solution for cleaning agent to, um, you know, so you can put like, like uh, lighter items like t shirts, underwear, or things that are easy to wash by hand. But if you have a larger quantity to save you time, um, I love to just use a little cleaning agent and mix it in water, in warm water or hot. And then I put everything in to soak. For some reason, it really loosens the dirt and debris, and have it sit. And I let it sit in the tub for. I place the the bucket, the collapsible bucket, in the tub, and I let it sit there for maybe the day, so I can do other things. Um, and it really works. And then when it's, when I'm ready, then I just you know uh, discard the old water and then rinse it once and squeeze it out. And then hang it Um, the other things are you know going to the cleaners of course or having things that are larger and have it wash and fold at the local cleaner wash and fold uh, dry wash and then if it's something specific I may want to stand there and do it and I do wash my uniforms I'm going to learn how to take better care of my Iwata geese (laughs) Because they're really precious. I love them. Um, And it makes you feel good wearing them. And I have only one particular special bag. That I carry them in when I go to the dojo. And I always fold my hakama. Regardless. I know some people who have their skirts. I want to call them gotchas Because they really are large legged pants. Um, But people call them skirts. Anyway. But the hakama... Um, it also keeps me fresh in how to keep the pleats in and that I can remember how to fold it <laughs> by keeping my mind fresh every day because uh, the minute that I stopped doing it, um, I'd hate to forget. So those are that kind of thing and, and keeping them. I used to have a laundry bag, like a mini laundry bag when I would put it in the locker at the dojo um pre-covid and that way it would keep it fresh and without dust so these are different ways to take care of your clothing but also all the rest of them i also have a bureau that's a wood bureau and it must be cedar because there's no there are no pests in this wood so as as the the article talks about paulonia wood and supposedly it's very expensive but um, I agree, anything that you want to invest in that's going to be for for your life that you can pass down to your family and loved ones, you know get something that will last forever. Um, and then you could use less and it's it's uh, sustainable because you don't have to use toxic chemicals. These natural things will prevent moths or other pests coming into. Um, your clothing and you never have to go and buy something again you could just take care of it and your mind is clear about where your items are and um, my extra uniform my extra hakama is in a drawer in the bureau in the bureau in the in my wardrobe where it has its own special drawer and belt as well that will always stay fresh and beautiful and it just gives you great pride. So when people tell you, oh, it's just clothing. No, it's more than that. And when you're doing something with clothing that really means a lot um, to you, then it changes your mindset completely. Um, if, if you feel overburdened, perhaps you can even minimalize the things and then just shorten the function of the items that you do have and that will change your habits completely as well. Because as you know, uh, us human beings, we are creatures of habit. So that's it for this special, this special podcast today of talking about cleaning once again, about clothing and uh, our uniforms and everything that we possess, that once we have something that we can really take the greatest of care with it, which is beautiful. So without further ado, my dear friends, enjoy the rest of your day or evening wherever you are in the world until next time.